What's up, Sons of Saturday fans? What's up, sports fans? This is Pat Finn. It's Thursday night. The weekend is right around the corner. I have the windows open because Tiber Creek, which is about a block and a half away from me, not even. I got to tell you, if <laughs> I'm not even going to try to sell Charlotte right now. You're going to want to move to Charlotte after I give you this. The band, they, they always have this band on Thursday nights. And sometimes they're a hit and sometimes there's no one there. But tonight, I just hear in the distance a little bit of Dave Matthews. And then after Dave, it was Tyler Childers. And after Tyler Childers, it was John Mayer. And then it was Hey Jealousy by the Gin Blossoms. And right now, five hits in a row, we got Tiny Dancer. Uh, so after I finish this, I think I might... Uh, walk on down there and get a Michelob Ultra or Guinness. It is an Irish pub. Should probably uh, do a little when in roaming and not get a Michelob at an Irish pub. Uh, but we got a fun episode coming up with Joe Manapply. Joe played baseball at Virginia Tech. Uh, he entered Tech in 2009. Uh, his last year was 2013. Uh, part of a star-studded group of uh, 2013 folks on the Hokie Ball team. Before we get into that, obviously got to do some housekeeping. We love housekeeping. It is the bye week. So obviously, you know, we're going to talk basketball this week. We're talking hokey ball today. And uh, we're going to figure some things out before we play NC State on Thursday. Now, the Sons of Saturday podcast is proudly brought to you by our friends at the Main Street Pharmacy, Dr. Jeremy Counts, King of Blacksburg. King of smiling. I mean, guy will. John Cran's a good smiler too, but Jeremy Counts uh, will greet you with a smile at the Main Street Pharmacy. You are a neighbor, not a number. Whether it's filling up a prescription, picking up a Sons of Saturday flag, or future Sons of Saturday apparel, that's an Easter egg. Head on down there. We're going to be giving away Beat Georgia Tech and Beat UVA. Uh, pins during those respective game weeks. We have two more games in lane. So we're going to be doing that. So stay tuned. Some more housekeeping. And listen, guys, we're not doing any spurtle ads or tax shavers. I'm here to tell you that these ad reads are more fun than anything you're going to see on the ACC network. Okay, so enjoy the next two minutes of housekeeping. The University Club where we had a fantastic brunch pail brunch on Sunday, and we recorded the pod right after. Just an unbelievable spread right up there in the president's box in Lane Stadium. Check out the University Club. I, I highly recommend if you're in Blacksburg frequently, if you live in Blacksburg, if you live in Roanoke, even if you live in Charlotte, I think it's worth it. Head on down there. Uh, go check out their membership. Uh, it, it is it is truly fantastic if you're in town for the weekend, if you want to go um, hang out and take a call from you know a conference room. If you're looking for a great place to eat when you're in town, University Club. If you haven't joined and you're looking forward to joining, use code SOSVT. Just tell them the sun sent you when you are applying to the University Club to get uh, your first month of Chef's Table Lunch for free. I love free lunch, so that sounds fantastic. Next week, we play NC State on Thursday night, 7.30 kickoff. 
There is a tailgate sponsored by the Virginia Tech uh, Alumni Association as well as the Triangle Hokies. And we're helping them promote it because we're going to be there too. I will be there uh, on Thursday night. Looking forward to it. Starts at 3.30. It is right by the front of the, uh, I believe it's PNC. might be Wells Fargo, whatever their their hockey arena slash basketball stadium is called. Uh, That is where it's going to be. Tickets are $30. You can check out the link in our Instagram bio to learn more, to register, and to come hang out. There's going to be giveaways. There's going to be a buffet. You get three drink tickets. Uh, at the Virginia Tech Alumni Association tailgate for NC State. Beat the pack. They're not going to have their quarterback, so anything can happen on Thursday night. $30. I said it's it's $30. Well, guess what? I can teach you how to make some money right now because the wait is over. The NBA is back. Basketball's back. Tip off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. So just pick a favorite. Check it out, guys. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app Opt in and place a stepped up same game parlay today with payouts bigger than ever. DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go to bet on the NBA. Now I got to tell you guys, the Charlotte Hornets, I, I did go to a preseason game a few weeks ago. That program is in shambles. I know that they've had some serious legal issues. LaMelo is out for the beginning of the season. It is not looking good for the Hornet Hive here. My guy Hugo is is just beside himself. I don't know what's going on there. But uh, check out the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code SOS and make any $5 bet this week and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code SOS. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. That's all I got for the housekeeping. Hope you enjoyed. Hope you enjoyed these commercials. It's time to turn it over to Joe Mantiply. Let's go, hoax. Everybody, it is what day is it? Thursday, October 20th, uh, just after seven o'clock on the east coast. Here, uh, this is Pat Finn uh, coming at you live in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I am joined by Diamondbacks reliever and former Virginia Tech uh, Hokie Joe Manapply. Joe, how's it going, man? Welcome to the Sons of Saturday. Going good, Pat. Thanks for having me on, man. Excited, absolutely. So, you're back east. You've been back east for about two weeks now, but what have you been working on uh, out in Virginia? Which is, we're all fired up that you're back in Virginia, but what's yeah. going on? Uh, yeah, just my wife and I just bought a house. Um, so kind of getting settled in there, getting moved in. And, um, you know, her her family raises cattle. So on the weekends, we we do a lot of cattle work. And 
um, yeah, right now just taking it easy, trying to, uh, you know, give the body a, somewhat of a rest from uh, baseball and, um, you know, just look forward to getting into the offseason. There you go. You're back in Virginia. How nice is it to see leaves changing colors? I'm sure you don't see that much on the cacti. Out there. Oh, yeah, it's unbelievable. Uh, it's not much, not much green out there out west. So, um, at least in, in, in the desert. So, uh, yeah, it's always nice to, to get back. Fall is like one of my favorite times. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm very fortunate to be able to come back during the fall. So Joe, you play for the Diamondbacks now. You previously were with the Tigers and the Yankees, uh, but we're going to take you all the way back here to your days in high school. I know you're a native of Danville, Virginia, and Virginia Tech has had some folks, you know, not must be the other side of town out of uh, out of GW, but you know the Edmonds brothers, David yeah. Wilson. Did you hear about David Wilson's uh, front flips and backwards this past weekend uh, on Worsham Field at homecoming? I did not hear about that. Yeah, so David David came back to town for his first time in a while, and uh, you know, as as they have uh, former athletes lead the Let's Go Hokies chant, uh, he he did that, you know with quite animation and yeah. then uh, he handed the mic over and did like, you know, 10 backflips. And yeah, it was, uh, that was his, that was his signature thing. <laughs> I remember in high school, I used to see videos. He used to, uh, when he was running at a touchdown, he would, he would do a front flip into the end zone, um, you know, as he was crossing the goal line. So that was always, uh, I was always excited to see that and love that, you know, he, when he decided to go to tech, that was, that was a big, big deal. I was going to say, we uh, we all love David Wilson. That guy's got a, a 100% approval rating for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but so, Joe, what made you want to go to Virginia Tech? Talk to me about your recruiting story or how you ended up in Blacksburg uh, on the baseball team. Yeah, so, um, you know, my family's kind of always been Virginia Tech fans. We always pulled, you know, VT football. Um, so growing up, you know, to me, I, I didn't really – it wasn't like a – I didn't really have any expectations of where I wanted to go um, to play. Um, I just kind of wanted to see, you know, who kind of reached out to me, who was interested in me. And, um, you know, fortunately they were, they were one of the schools that, that jumped on me pretty early um, recruiting wise. I think, um, I think I committed my junior year, my, the, the fall before my junior year. And, um, you know, I took a visit there and, uh, I just loved everything about the place. And, you know, I'd been to football games as a kid and, um, you know, just being able to see it kind of, you know, older as I was older and could kind of, um, you know, take in the campus and all that stuff that that matters to to me at that time. Um, you know, I just everything there felt right. And, you know, I, I couldn't be happier. This is the, the decision I made. Yeah, you know, there was a lot of talent. Uh, in your time at Blacksburg and a lot of talent on that 2013 team too at your senior year. What were some of the highlights in your time in your college career at Virginia Tech? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I I think that uh, my freshman year was was huge for my development. First off, Um, you know, we went to a regional and I think that was the first year under Coach Hughes that we had gone to the ACC tournament and a regional. So um, to be a contributor to that team as a freshman and kind of go through that experience, um, you know, that was very valuable going forward. Um, just how much fun that was and, and um, 
you know, being able to preach that to the younger guys in the following years. Um, but yeah, I'd say my, um, the best year was definitely my senior year. You know, we had a tight group of guys and, um, you know, we were really good too. So to be able to go through, you know, that season and have success with, with that group of guys, a lot of those guys I still talk to daily. Um, you know, some of my best friends, um, were on that team. So, yeah, I mean, that, that, the whole 2013 season was kind of the highlight for me, um, for the most part. And then coach Hughes, who you played under at tech since he went on to Oklahoma now he's at Kansas state. Mm-hmm. But what were some of the lessons that you learned from coach Pete Hughes that you've taken with you, you know, but beyond your years at Virginia tech, but into your professional career. Yeah. I mean, he was big on like self self-discipline and in you know, a time management and all that stuff. So, um, you know, I, I felt like I was able to become a good, um, you know, self-evaluator doing the, during those years at, at school. And, um, which is something that, you know, in, in professional baseball, especially if you you're bouncing from team to team, um, you kind of have to be your best coach. Um, so you have to be honest with yourself, uh, when it comes to evaluating like what you're doing, um, you know, cause you know, when you're, if you're with a, a team an organization for just one year, um, it takes a long time to build those type of relationships where you trust people, um, and their, you know, evaluation. So being a good self-evaluator is something that, you know, he kind of preached and, and, uh, you know, just be honest with yourself. And, and, you know, I think that's, that's taken me as far as anything I've learned in baseball for sure. You know, um, just looking how, how far Virginia tech baseball has come as well. You know, you look at the facilities that are there hosting a super regional this year, um, you know, to what level have you been keeping up and, and checking out and checking in on uh, the current state of the program and coach chef? Uh, we'd love to hear about that. Yeah. I try to keep up as much as I can during the, you know, their season, their spring season and um, you know, ours kind of run together. So it's pretty busy time. So it's hard to keep up, but I, I try to follow as much as I can. I was, I was definitely following pretty heavy this year and um, I really wanted to see where some of those guys got drafted and, um, you know, I always love to see that stuff and facility wise, I, I haven't seen, I, the last time I was there, the stadium was still under construction. It wasn't finished yet, but, um, the pictures I've seen and, and, you know, it's, it looks unbelievable and definitely one of the, I mean, arguably one of the best facilities in the whole country. So, um, and I actually talked to uh, coach chef yesterday, um, on the phone. So, um, I've never really had a, that was my first, you know, phone conversation with him, but he just called, congratulated me on the season and um, just kind of filled me in on some of the stuff they're trying to do uh, as, as it um, pertains to their kickoff dinner and all that stuff, at, you know, in February. So um, I'm going to try to make it back for that for sure. Um, so, you know, yeah, I mean, it's, it's great to have a connection with those guys, especially, you know, I didn't play for him. So, um, don't really have much of a, of a relationship there, but it definitely meant a lot to me that he reached out to me to, uh, you know, congratulate me on my season and, and, uh, you know, take the time to do that. It means a lot. I know that, uh, most tech fans could definitely resonate with the culture and identity that Virginia tech baseball is taking on. And, you know, it was, it was truly a, a treat to go down there in June for the super regional and, and kind of just see what, what Virginia Tech baseball can be. And uh, I, I'm 
I'm really excited about the future of the program. And uh, I think it's pretty cool that coach Jeff reached out to you as well. And, um, you know, getting you involved too. So love to hear that the ballpark itself is just, it's nice, man. Yeah. It looks incredible. It's cool. Um, all right. So we're going to move over to the, uh, the pros here. You're drafted by the Mets in 2009 Mm -hmm. prior to college. He opted to play baseball at Virginia tech. Yeah. You're drafted again, uh, by the Tigers in 2013 when you're finished up playing at Mm -hmm. tech, you made your debut on September 3rd, 2016. Fun fact, we did play Liberty in football that day. That was the uh, the first day of the oh, really? day. Yeah, oh. seven days before Bristol. Um, some hokey history for you there. <laughs> but um, what was it like, you know, getting drafted in 2013 and then three years later finally hearing your name called and getting to make that Major League debut? Yeah, I mean, that, that – uh you know, the call that I got drafted in, in 2013, um, you know, I thought that I kind of had these, you always have these perceptions of where, where you want to get drafted. Right. And, and, uh, comes back to, you know, self-evaluating your own talent. And, um, you know, I thought, I thought I was way better than, you know, 28th round, but, um, you know, so at the time it was kind of bittersweet. Um, I thought that, I maybe should have gone higher, but, um, I quickly learned in pro ball that, um, there's only certain things you can control and a lot of the other stuff's out of your hands. Uh, A lot of decisions and stuff, um, get made (laughs) by others and not, um, you know, you can only control what you can do. So, um, I was, I was very fortunate to be drafted. Um, now looking back, cause that round doesn't even exist anymore. So, um, you know, it's, it's crazy how when I started in pro ball, um, you know, your first year, you kind of figure uh, at least your first spring training, when you see, you know, you come to spring training, there's 200 minor league guys in the clubhouse all fighting to make, you know, four or five teams. Um, you know, th- it's really eye opening to see that, okay, now it's like, this is a, this is a business. This isn't just, uh, you know, you're here and you're, you're just going to move on without performing well. So, I quickly figured that out and just focused on, you know, getting people out and, um, you know, trying to be the the best version of myself. And, um, you know, fortunately I was able to stay healthy for a while and, um, kind of move up the ladder steadily. So, um, yeah, I mean, I couldn't be, couldn't be happier with the process of, of pro ball. And, um, I was one of the fortunate ones to have a good, um, could run through you know the lower minor levels a lot of a lot of guys that I played with um got some pretty raw deals and um you know definitely feel fortunate to to be on the other side of that. yeah absolutely Joe you know I'm uh I'm from North Jersey and I grew up a Yankee fan and I know that when you were with the Yankees that's where you picked up your first career win and yeah. uh one of, my, one of my best friends who you know religious yankee fan you know watches them every single day texts me he's like dude this joe manaply guy you know he went to virginia tech right he he just won he just got the decision for us today um but what was it like to get your first ever career win in the big leagues while wearing the pinstripes yeah i mean it's it's something that uh you know you never really i don't know you never really like envision it right you dream about it and you say like, 
you know, you want to do it and all this stuff. And then when it becomes a reality, it's really, um, it's really eye opening, and especially you know through the process that I went through, and um, to be able to get that opportunity just was it was awesome. And I, I wish I could say I, I, I stepped back and took it in better, but um, you know when it, when it's happening, it's just kind of flying by, and and you know you're just trying to focus on the next day. To be honest, when uh, um, you know hoping that hoping that you still you know, get to come to the ballpark the next day. But, um, yeah, I mean, to have that, you know, memory and that was my first career win in, in Yankee Stadium is is something that uh, not a lot of people can say. Without a doubt. So, you know, obviously you had bounced around in the league for a few years and you have Tommy John surgery. So that's obviously, you know, a yeah. massive bump in the road and an obstacle that you have to overcome. And then 2022 comes around and you're in Arizona, Phoenix or Scottsdale. Where, where do you, I guess, where do you live in Arizona? Is it Phoenix? Yeah, we live in, Scottsdale? we live in Scottsdale. So we live, uh, the place we live this year was, it's about halfway in between the, the spring training complex and the uh, stadium uh, at Chase. So yeah, we're about 20 minutes from the, from downtown. I got you. So a lot of adversity, you know, you go through Tommy John, you overcome that. And then 22 uh, comes around and all of a sudden you're looking up and Joe Manaply is getting voted into the all-star game. What, <laughs> yeah. what the heck did that mean to you? Is that, I know you're talking about, you get your first win in the pinstripes and all of a sudden you're an all-star. Yeah. Break that down for me as far as like, you know, did you take in that moment? I'm sure you took that moment in a little bit better, but uh, you know, tell me about that experience. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, leading up to it, uh, you know, going back to 2021, I, I, you know, when I got called up with, I started the year in AAA with um, Arizona, and then I got called up after about two weeks. But um, I was just able to get on a roll in 20 in 2021, and um, started pitching pretty well for the, you know, having success for the first time in the in the major leagues. So I was really able to build some confidence last year. And then going into this year, um, you know, I had that confidence and I just wanted to to build on that success and um, was able to have a really good first half. Um, a lot of things went my way, um, but all in all, yeah, I mean, leading up to the to the all star announcement, um, it's, you know, as a as a reliever, it's tough because, uh, you know, if you're not a closer or um, eighth inning guy, really. Um, a lot of those middle relievers, they don't really get named to the all-star game just because, you know, that's just the joy of being a middle reliever. You don't really get any credit ever, but, um, unless something bad happens, but, um, yeah. So I, I, you know, hope that it was going to be me and, but I, I, up until it was actually said, you know, I wasn't, I didn't want to get my hopes up too high and, and kind of be let down because I still had a season to focus on. But, um, yeah, I mean, I just – when they announced that it was me and, you know, I was just kind of taken back and a little emotional and it's just been a been a crazy ride. And, um, you know, that's kind of – it's just a milestone you never even imagine. Like, I can't even say that I really, like, dreamt about being a Major League All-Star because it's just so hard to fathom that, it, that it's even a possibility. So, um, but – yeah, I mean, I just couldn't be happier that, you know, to be with Arizona and and to be able to represent them this year, that was that was the highlight of my career for sure.
Definitely special. And, you know, to come out of Danville, you know, you, you, you get to win as a Yankee. You get to, you know, get a bid to the All-Star game. What does that mean to you being, a, you know, a small-town kid from a place like Danville, Virginia, and seeing these bright lights and getting to go to these ballparks, you know, every single week? Yeah, I mean, it means everything. They're, uh, you know, small-town community, you know, I, there's so many people – that still live there that I still talk to that, um, you know, they helped me get to her, you know, there's, you know, my, from my parents to my brother and sister to, you know, my high school coaches, um, everybody had a hand in, in my success and, um, they all pushed me, you know, every step of the way and were always behind me and believed in me. So, um, it felt good to, the best part was having, you know, a lot of them out there, you know, to celebrate it with me without, without, you know, my family and my friends, um, it wouldn't have meant as much to me for sure. Yeah. I got to meet your dad at the river course a few weeks ago. Um, and that's how we got this teed up. And I was going to say, I know Joe's going to want to brag on his family and his, uh, his friends and his upbringing. So, uh, glad we got to do that. All right, Joe. So we're going to move into rapid fire here. Um, okay. so you know, First thing that comes to mind, uh, feel free to, to go ahead here. Uh, we're going to do an all-star game edition and then uh, and then some Virginia Tech questions as well. Okay. Um, now, before I begin, Billy Ray, who uh, is one of the co-hosts here, we were talking about the Midsummer Classic. If I say Midsummer Classic, do you know what that is? All-star game. Okay. He was giving yeah. me a hard time. He was like, no one calls it that. I'm like, I'm, I'm here to tell you, Joe's going to know exactly what that is. Yeah, for sure. um, so that's funny. And I'm going to uh, rip on him uh, after this, but um, <laughs> all right. Midsummer classic. Who is like, you know, any stars you got to meet any famous people that you got to meet out there uh, when you were there? Uh, yeah. So uh, just baseball player wise, um, you know, being able to be in the same clubhouse as Albert Pujols and, uh, Clayton Kershaw, like those guys I idolized as a kid. Um, and to be sharing a clubhouse with them, not only a clubhouse, but an all-star clubhouse, um, that was that was pretty cool to take in. And then uh, being in L.A., there were stars everywhere. But, um, yeah, Denzel Washington was in, um, in our clubhouse before the game. Um, so he was hanging out in there talking to some of the guys and just – he, you know, he's sitting there holding court in front of the lockers and, um, yeah. it was pretty cool to see, to see that. Oh man. Coach Boone. That's awesome. That's right. That. <laughs> um, how was the food? What was the best thing that you had to eat uh, that weekend? Um, we had a, we, my wife and I put on a dinner for all our friends and family that came. Um, and we went to a, a steakhouse kind of down the road in LA from our, uh, our hotel and, um, the food there was incredible. Where did you get to go? So did you get to do anything cool, you know, outside of just the all-star game activities, whether it was, you know, go to Disneyland or go on a hike or anything like that? Yeah, no, uh, I'd say the red carpet event before the game. Um, that was pretty cool. We didn't really have too much time to do anything else. Um, everything was kind of media day and, um, you know, the red carpet stuff, everything was based around the game and, and Derby. So, um, we didn't really get to explore too much, um, which didn't really hurt my feelings. I'm not, I'm not much of a, of an LA type of guy. Um, so, but yeah, the red carpet event was pretty cool. Um, so. Other than a, a three up three down inning, do you have any, any good stories from the weekend? Um, 
You know, not really. Not not that I know of. That was kind of the. Uh, I mean, I, I got to meet. Uh, I got to meet Mike Trout. Um, that was pretty cool. I, I played with a kid um, with Arizona that is good friends with him. Um, so he came up to me and asked me about you know the guy on our team. Um, and then I got to see some of my buddies that I played with with New York, Judge and Nestor and. Um, so I, we don't really play those guys often. So to be able to see those guys, I haven't seen them in a few years. So, um, yeah, to be able to see them was cool. Sorry. Yeah. I gotta... Catherine, oh. you say hi. hi. Hey, Catherine. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> you say go Hokies. Go Hokies. Go Hokies. You like watching daddy play baseball? <laughs> 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 That's too funny. How old is she? She's uh, just turned three. Gotcha. Is she yeah. your only one or you got multiple or yeah. what? Month old too, so. Oh, there you go. So, you know, you're very busy. <laughs> <laughs> That's too funny. A um, couple more here for you, Joe. Okay. Uh, sure. you know, any uh, pregame hype music or pregame ritual that you uh, that you do? Um, I'd say not really music. I, I'm kind of – usually the guy that's in control of the, of the speaker system in the, in the clubhouse. Um, and we basically just go on whatever the starter kind of wants to hear. Um, and then I'd say pregame ritual is uh, I take a shower an hour before the game. Um, and then the first inning I drink a cup of coffee. Coffee. All right. I like that. Yeah. Uh, where is your favorite place to play around in golf? Ooh, um, course in Atlanta called Peachtree. Uh, I'm actually playing there on Tuesday or Wednesday with my brother. Um, so got a, got a little bit of a connection down there and that's just, a um, Bobby Jones design course yep. right after Augusta. Um, it's, it's not a, there's not a blade of grass at a place out there. Oh, that's the best. Yeah. Favorite opposing ballpark to play in. Ooh, favorite opposing ballpark. I'd say St. Louis. Any reason in particular? Uh, just great fans, always packed. Um, the two times I've been there, it's been really humid, and I like pitching in the humidity. Um, and it's a big park, so uh, kind of multiple things I like about it. Uh, who's your World Series pick? Who do you think is going the distance this year? Um, I hate to say it, but I th- – uh, I think the Astros are the best team. I think a lot of people will hate to hear it. <laughs> yeah, I think they will. I, I hate to say it, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, and then favorite sports memory at Virginia Tech that was not baseball related? Ooh, okay. I'd say the uh, – I want to say it was 2011 when we beat Miami, night game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah I was there for every, every – that one. The Logan Thomas, uh, David Wilson game. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Awesome. All right, Joe. So we're going to close it out with, uh, letters from the lunch pail here. Letters from the lunch pail okay. brought to you by our friends over at CMG leasing. We got Cedar point apartments leasing up for the next year. They got studios. They got two bedrooms. They are fully furnished. All you got to do is bring your TV, internet, water, trash are all included in your rent. Joe, this is big time, man. You're going to go back to Blacksburg. You're, you're going to see Cedar Point Apartments. You're going to be like, I wish we got to live there. They I got know, a gym. They got true. a nice pool. 
outdoor grilling. They got a pet-friendly community dog park. I mean, it's uh, it's out of control down there. Head on down to Cedar Point. All you got to do is tour the property. Just walk in, say, hey, I would like a tour of this place. You know, might be interested in getting a lease. We have a promotion going. If you mention Sons of Saturday, take a tour of Cedar Point. They will give you a $15 gift card to Sharky's. So, you know, if you're if you're trying to get your Sharky's fix, I suggest heading on down to Cedar Point. Joe, when you li- when you were uh, in Blacksburg, where did you live? Do you live anywhere fun? I lived in uh, Maple Ridge um, for two years, and then I lived in Rutherford. And, there you go. Yeah, Rutherford was a good time. 7-Eleven was right there, right across the street. Um, so, yeah, I had a good time. I think I remember the uh, – like right when I first got to tech, like people would go to baseball parties and they were down by like Rutherford. There might've been soccer parties down there too. Yeah. I don't know. We, had, we had some guys that stayed in, uh, yeah, the, the soccer team stayed in Rutherford lacrosse. Um, we had a hot, we had an apartment there and then right behind Rutherford is, uh, what is it called? I don't even remember now. Um, is that like progress street back there? I don't know. It's like, uh, I don't remember the name of the place behind it, but that's where we kind of went to parties my freshman, sophomore year. That, that was where uh, we had some baseball guys that lived over there, baseball wrestlers. Um, so, yeah, we used to – and it, it's it's right behind – backs right up to uh, Rutherford. You just walk through the trees. Oh, um, man. Yeah, Rutherford was a good, good little central spot kind of for everybody. Never graduate, Joe. Never graduate. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> all right, so – Got a uh, couple of letters from the lunch pail here. Andrew Shoemate says, how do you feel about the new rules for 2023? That being the pitch clock, the defensive shift ban, larger bases. Uh, how do you feel and do most players feel the same way that you feel? Yeah, I mean, I feel like uh, the pitch clock, I'm not so sure about. Um, we had some guys that came up from AAA that um, we're talking about, and they said, you know, it, it wasn't that big of an adjustment once you get used to it. Um, It'll probably there's some guys in the major leagues for sure that will run into some issues. I mean, I definitely like to work quick, so I don't know how much it's going to affect me. Hopefully not at all, but um, there are some guys that work slower and that could be an adjustment. Um, but they said they were having some games down there that were like two and a half hours long. So um, if if it helps, kind of you know the length of the game, um, I I think that'll be good. Um, and then the shifts, I, I, you know, we complain all the time about the shifts, um, during the season, like, you know, you, you'll, you'll shift a guy and, you know, get beat on a weak single where the third baseman should be playing. And, um, but then also they, they stop that ball that's hit 105 in the hole. Um, so I think, I think it'll even out. Um, I think. They will be um, – I mean, I think it, it all evens out in the end. I think there's just as many balls that the shift takes away. Um, and then, you know, the, then they stop. But, um, you know, I don't – I feel like I get beat when we're shifted more. Um, mm-hmm. But I think those maybe just stand out more. Um, but I, I'm not a fan of uh, kind of – you know, forcing the manager to put his players in certain positions. I think that 
Um, you know, the way this game is played, the managers should have control of where they play the players on the field. Um, so uh, we'll see how it goes. Hopefully, uh, you know, if it if it gets me some more outs, I, I, I'm all for it. Um, <laughs> so we'll see. There you go. Uh, another question from Andrew Shoemate. You can copy any pitch from a current player in the league. What pitch would you copy and why? Ooh. Um, let me think. I'm trying to think off the top of my head real quick. Um, I mean, if I can have Jacob DeGrom's fastball, I think, you know, I could be you know, Jacob DeGrom. Um, right. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, Jacob, Jacob DeGrom's heater for sure. Um, or maybe uh, uh, Zach Gallon's curveball. I mean, I, I play with Zach, so I see it a lot. But um, yeah, that's a he's he's pretty special. That's a that's a special offering he's he's got. Cam Overton says, "Who is the toughest hitter you faced, and why?" Toughest hitter I faced. Um, I would say. Probably, I mean, there's a few, but um, I'm trying to think who I've I don't have had the least amount of success against. I mean, a guy like uh, I feel like I have success against him, but he just never gives you a, he never gives in a bad way. Is like a, a Freddie Freeman. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we we play the Dodgers all the time, so. Uh, I feel like I always have to face those guys, but um, that whole top of their order, Freddie Freeman, Trey Turner, Mookie, um, you know, they, they never given that bat away. Yeah. Uh, every pitch is, is uh, they're just, you know, they spoil good pitches and they, they crush mistakes. So you gotta be, you gotta be on your game when you, when you're pitching against those guys. But yeah, I'd say Freddie, Freddie's a pretty intimidating uh, presence in the box for sure. Uh, here's one from Billy Ray. Actually, Billy Ray has two questions. Your career is a true representation of perseverance and grit. What message do you have to someone chasing their dream or career in the face of adversity? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the biggest thing is, uh, you know, just be honest with yourself and be a, be a, a good self-evaluator. Um, kind of look yourself in the mirror and, and, uh, you know, if you got something that you you believe in yourself and you believe you can accomplish, um, don't let anybody hold you back from it. Um, but you also gotta you gotta be honest with yourself if you're not doing the uh, the right things to to accomplish those goals. You gotta you know you gotta be your best coach for sure. This second question from Billy Ray is also about the shift, so we're gonna shift right on past that one. And uh, Bernard Shoemate says, how hard was the transition from starter to reliever, physically, mentally, and a number of pitches that you needed to master? And who is the best coach or mentor on the way to the big leagues? Uh, Yeah, so um, the transition was, you know, I made it um, my first spring training. And to me, it was just kind of getting a routine in the bullpen, kind of figuring out – you know, as a starter, you have all the time in the world to, to get ready and, and get loose. And, um, yeah, as a reliever, sometimes you got to get ready and, you know, you got to be ready to come in the game and you with eight warm up pitches or with 20. So, um, being able to 
find a feel on on if you're if how to get ready um, and get prepared to come in the game. That was the biggest adjustment for me. Um, and then what was the second half of the question? Uh, second half is who is the um, let's see who is the best coach or mentor on the way to the bigs? Um, I'm trying to think. There's been there's been a lot. Um, I've ran into a lot of really good really good guys that I've I've picked and choose and um kind of gotten knowledge from but um just a few is uh my triple a coach with um new york he was his name was tommy phelps he was a left-handed pitcher in the big leagues for a number of years and um tommy was great guy and you know taught me a lot just about um i think tommy was mostly a starter but just just how to use my stuff and and um focus on execution and you know, I don't have, you know, a blistering fastball and, you know, all this crazy wipeout stuff. So um, I have to be really good at executing. Um, and then there's a guy who works with Tampa, Tampa Bay Rays that actually played at Virginia Tech. His name's Rick Knapp. Um, and when I was, you know, coming back from surgery, Knapp's kind of a uh, – he's kind of a pitching guru – um, when it comes to mechanics and analytics and stuff. So, um, you know, we, me and him kind of got together and, um, kind of ironed out some things in my delivery, um, that I think would, you know, make me more efficient and, and keep me healthy. Um, and then, you know, our, our bullpen coach with the Diamondbacks, his name's Mike Fetters. Um, you know, he was a closer in the big leagues for, you know, parts of, I think he played parts of 16 years. So, um, yeah, I mean, he's, his knowledge and when it comes to, you know, how to read the lineup and, and keep up with the game and, um, you know, he did it for a very long time and, you know, his, his ability to relate to relievers, um, is something that I've, uh, been really fortunate to have. So this last question for you, Joe. Uh, in 2008, the Finn family, we went out to Arizona. We did the Grand Canyon. We went to Sedona. We went to Jerome. We hung out in Phoenix, and we went to a game at Chase Field. My dad's question to you is, have you ever gone swimming in the pool in center field at Chase Field? <laughs> I uh, Personally, um, some of the guys did. I think they, they, uh, they won the wild card game and uh, – I want to say it was 17. Um, that's kind of the celebration to there and jump in the pool. Um, they, I don't know how, I know some guys that have done some like workouts out there, like pool workouts um, before games and stuff. Um, and I've heard it doesn't feel like the cleanest pool. <laughs> um, so I know it's always filled with kids and stuff. And uh, so yeah, but no, personally, I have never, I have never swam in the pool at Chase Field. It's on the bucket list, I'm sure. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, hold, hopefully, holding it off until, uh, till we make the playoffs and we, we all run and jump in there as a team. There you go, love it. Well, Joe, that's all we have for you. As we wrap here, we want to give you the opportunity for some Sharky shoutouts. So you know, anything you want to plug, anyone you want to thank, any messages to Hokie Nation or anything you got going on. This is your time. Yeah, man, I just want to thank everybody that, uh, you know, thanks for having me on, for one, for starters. Um, 
I just want to thank anybody that anybody that sees this, that's uh, friends and family, just um, thanks for all your help in my career and getting me to this point. Um, a lot of people, I feel like don't realize how, how much of a, uh, of a hand that they've had and how much help that, you know, they've given me. And um, it's, it's easy to take credit for yourself, but um, you know, a lot of, there's a lot, a lot more people that, that it takes for someone to get to this point. So um, yeah, that's my big shout out. Hopefully uh, um, we can get the uh, football program back and running. Um, that's a, that's a big, I look forward to that. That's probably my, it's probably my favorite thing of the fall is football season. So, um, and I, I'm, I'm a grinder, so I'm ready to grind it out with them. Um, I'll be a grinder fan. So, um, but yeah, those, those are my boys and, and, uh, need to get them back in the, back in the winning ways for sure. There you go. Joe Manaply, everyone. Uh, we are ready to grind it out with you as well. Appreciate you coming on, man. And enjoy the off season. Thanks, Pat. Thanks for having me. It's time to wander, tripping in the sand. We smoke out windows, drink till we can't stand. But I saw you dance like you want to in my head. And all that she said is, oh, I know what you're thinking. Take a hit, it's stuck.